Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In today's show, Bitcoin price gets $36,000 FOMC target as Bitcoin prints a 29%. October gains as we enter Moonvember. Send it and let's go. Also in today's show, quitting Max Kaiser. Bitcoin is up over 100% since my interview with Daniela Cambone nine months ago. Gold unchanged. I wish I could sugarcoat the truth, but the harsh truth is Bitcoin is demonetizing gold. For every $1 move up in gold, we'll average a $20 move in Bitcoin Preach. Also in today's show, that's fraud, says prosecutors, in closing arguments at the Sam Bankman-Fried trial. I'll be sharing the latest updates with you here. Also, Coinbase launches a regulated crypto future service for U.S. retail traders. That's right. Also, PayPal scores U.K. crypto license after a brief local Bitcoin buy halt. Also going to be sharing with you, Invesco Galaxy Spot Bitcoin ETF joins BlackRock officially on the DTCC site. And speaking of Spot Bitcoin ETFs, Fidelity revives their Bitcoin ETF app. I'll be breaking this down for you. Also, they recently published a report explaining 10 reasons why you should consider buying Bitcoin. This is a pretty big deal considering it's a four and a half trillion dollar asset manager with 43 million investors trusting Fidelity. Also be sharing their $1 billion Bitcoin price prediction. We'll also be taking a look at the overall crypto market. All this plus so much more in today's show. Yo, what's good, crypto fam? This is first and foremost a video show. So if you want the full premium experience with video, visit my YouTube channel at CryptoNewsAlerts.net. Again, that's CryptoNewsAlerts.net. And welcome, everyone, to today's episode. This is podcast episode 1448. I'm your host, JV, and today is November 1st, 2023. So let's kick off today's show as we do each and every day with our market watch, shall we? Let's check it out. As you can see here, we got Bitcoin up 0.4% for the day. And in the green, uh, currently trading above 34,500. We have Solana, one of the biggest breakaways in the top 10. I believe it's up now 16%, trading just under 42 bucks. And checking out, again, I say when in doubt, zoom out. So forget the performance for the past day. Let's check out the performance for the past week. We're up 2% for BTC, a little stagnant, but nonetheless, less still a gain. And if we check out the performances over the past month, here's where things get exciting. You can see October, 
absolutely didn't disappoint. 23.5% gains for the King Crypto, 5% gains for Ethereum. But notice Bitcoin clearly leading the pack, minus Solana. Solana's up 75% for the month. Good Lord. And checking out CoinMarketCap.com. The current crypto market cap sits just shy of $1.3 trillion. So it's also on the rise with roughly $45 billion in volume in the past 24 hours. Bitcoin dominance took a little leap back, currently at 52.5% after tapping 53% earlier in the week. And we have the Ether dominance at 17.1%. And checking out the top 100 crypto gainers of the past 24 hours. Near Protocol leading the pack up 16.5%, trading at $1.52. Followed by Solana up 16%, trading at above 42 bucks. Followed by QTUM up 13%, trading at $3.47. And uh, let's just check out these market caps for a second. Let's check out the 24-hour volume. Tether is leading the pack here. Holy moly, it looks like 34 4 billion. If I'm pronouncing that number correctly, it gets a little confusing when you see so many uh, repetitive commas, but I think that is correct. Followed by Bitcoin with roughly 19 billion in volume, which is roughly 550,000 BTC. And uh, checking out crypto bubbles, we can see the top performers in the crypto market for the day. Massive green. We love to see this. That means the altcoin market is currently pumping. And if we switch it over to the weekly, a lot of in the green. We switch it over to the monthly, massively in the green. We check out for the yearly. We got some major gainers in the market cap plus the week. We can still see Bitcoin in the green. And checking out the Crypto Greed and Fear Index. We're currently rated a 66, same as yesterday in greed. Last week, a 72. And last month, a 50, which is neutral. So there you have it, crypto fam. Let's kick things into high gear and look into today's Bitcoin technical analysis. Check out the charts where the king crypto is likely to go next as we continue the pumpage into November. Here we go. Check out this chart on the one month. Bitcoin has seen its highest monthly close since May 2022 after October delivered almost 30% Bitcoin price gains. Imagine Moonvember another 30%. Just saying, be prepared, fam. Data from Cointelegraph and TradingView confirms the Bitcoin bulls had successfully held to the upside into November 1st. You damn straight. After navigating the choppy mid-month trading environment, hodlers were treated to a finale similar in character to October's initial breakout. Monitoring resource Coinglass thus put October as the second best performing month of 2023. Bitcoin gained 28.5% trading uh, trailing only January's 39.6%. So overall, it's been a hell of a year, over 100% uh, year to date. You know what I mean? Reacting, we had blunts. What a great username, by the way, cautioned over discounting what amounts to a high time frame weekly range breakout, quoting him here. I believe the current one will be akin to the October 2021s and the April 2019 one he wrote on X. And in both scenarios, Bitcoin entered a new bullish phase with straight upside lasting several months as outlined here in these charts. Shout out to Blunts. Now, striking a similar note, fellow trading personality mustache eyed the TK crossover indicator for a rare bull market trigger. TK crossover, it gets the name from a trading signal on the Emichi, 
Imichoku. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that wrong. And it involves two of its trend lines. We have the Tenkin Sen and the Kijun Sen produced a once in a cycle full flag at the monthly close. As he shares here on crypto Twitter and on a slightly more conservative note, we got on-chain monitoring resource material indicators suggesting the bullish momentum while still present is waning compared to last month. As he shares here, still waiting for a retest of 33,000, although we may not see it until after an attempt at 36. I'd love to know your thoughts. Meanwhile, volatility remains on the menu for the market participants with the week's main macroeconomic event due later in the day. This comes in the form of the U.S. Fed announcing its interest rate policy amid a testing inflation environment. Let me know if these numbers came in yet, fam. Now, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell is going to deliver this speech and hold the conference. So I'm curious, did this conference take place? And if so, what are the numbers? Please let me know in the chat. And according to the latest data from the CME Group, FedWatch tool, the odds of that eventually currently lie nearly at 98%. And commenting on the potential knock-on effects for the Bitcoin price action, Crypto Tony shared the following, more volatility and more movements as the talk begins and the data is released. I personally expect a pause and no hikes, so I expect we see a $36,000 hit on this data following a fake out down first, he added, joining calls for a tap of the 36 thousand dollar mark and now let's share some thoughts from max kaiser uh how many of you watched that uh interview he did at the end of last year with stansbury research daniela cambone and he was predicting bitcoin targets and talking about gold and Lo and behold, he reminds us here, Bitcoin is up 100% since my interview with Daniela nine months ago. Gold, unchanged. I wish I can sugarcoat the truth, but the harsh truth is Bitcoin is demonetizing gold. So for every $1 move up in gold, we'll average a $20 move in Bitcoin. Preach, fam. He also, when he was interviewed with uh, Alex Jones on the Alex Jones show, he recently made this prediction as well. All fiat money in gold eventually goes to effectively zero against Bitcoin because it's demonetizing gold. The same way gold demonetized silver, Bitcoin will be demonetizing gold, and it is in real time. So sure, gold will go to maybe two to three to $4,000 an ounce, but we're talking about Bitcoin eventually going to five to $10 million per coin. So your purchasing power in gold terms is almost based basically nothing compared to what's happening in Bitcoin. That's right, because Bitcoin is the apex predator and all commodities, all assets and all fiat currencies eventually go to zero against BTC. But all right, fam, let's break down our next story of the day. Did you know the SBF trial has officially ended? And here were the closing arguments shared in the court from with Sam Bankman-Fried. I can't wait to see the updated pictures with the new do. They say he finally cut the fro. You know what I mean? SBF trial entered the final stages with the prosecution uh, delivering closing arguments in the case on November 1st, which is today. Closing arguments are the last opportunity for lawyers to convince the jury and the judge that they should win the case. Prosecutors had previously estimated that their closing arguments would take up to four hours, and right after, Bankman Fried's defense also presents its closing arguments, quoting them here, that's fraud. It's stealing, plain and simple. Before FTX, there was Alameda, the assistant United States attorney reportedly told jurors, presenting one of the many charts the government used as evidence. The former CEO of FTX is facing seven counts of fraud 
fraud and conspiracy to commit fraud. Bankman Freed can serve up to 115 years in prison if convicted and if he doesn't get pardoned by sleepy Joe Biden. Just saying, a jury of 12 will decide his fate in the coming days. And as part of the prosecution's case against Bankman Freed, nearly 20 witnesses have testified that he allegedly deceived investors, customers, and partners of FTX while co-mingling funds with Alameda Research. Quoting them here, the defendant set up two separate ways. You believe even one of the three cooperators, the defendant is guilty. An unlimited line of credit just means unlimited money from FTX. Ellison told you he directed us. Gary Wang said the same thing. The defense, on the other hand, tried to present Bankman Freed as an entrepreneur who just made some terrible mistakes, but in good faith, denying the accusations he directed his inner circle to make political contributions as we know, he was the second largest donor to Biden's Democratic Party. He also had venture investments and the purchase of luxury real estate with customer funds. That's right. His parents were profiting tremendously off of that real estate in the Bahamas. Now, Bankman Freed's defense faces a tough challenge in persuading the jurors, I'd say that again, that he is innocent of the charges as the government presented extensive evidence, including testimony from the officials and law enforcement agents involved in the case. Here's what they shared. The defendant marketed the liquidation engine, saying FTX was safe. He told Congress collateral must be placed on the platform itself, not just pledged, but the secret rules allowed Alameda to borrow billions without any risk of being liquidated. That's right. They were stealing your funds, fam, stealing your crypto. Sam Bankman-Fried's trial had been taking place in the Southern District Court of Manhattan since October 3rd, and we should be getting a verdict here in the next week or two, so I'll be keeping you posted with the latest updates. Now for the million-dollar question. What do you think will become the outcome of all of this? Obviously, he's going to have to face some consequences if he is found guilty on just one of the seven fraudulent charges. But how do you feel it'll likely play out? Do you think they may place the blame on the executives that testified against him, like Gary Wang and Caroline Ellison? All right, fam, now let's discuss the latest updates with Coinbase in the United States launching some uh, future services for retail traders. Here we go. Coinbase advanced allows retail traders in the U.S. access to regulated crypto future contracts four months after Coinbase Financial Markets secured the approval to operate a futures commission merchant entity. So why is the regulators and the SEC allowing all of these future products but no spot ETF? Something sounds fishy, wouldn't you agree? On August 17th, the CFM secured regulatory approval from the National Futures Association, a commodity futures trading commission designated of self-regulatory organization to operate a FCM and to offer crypto future services to eligible U.S. traders. And by a show of hands in the chat, how many of you have used Coinbase as an exchange and how many of you are familiar with Coinbase Advanced? Let me know, fam. And in details shared with Cointelegraph, the CFM revealed that Coinbase Advanced customers in the U.S. can now trade nano-sized future contracts sized at one one-hundredth of one Bitcoin. Interesting. And one one-tenth of one Ether, as explained here by Andrew Sears, the CEO of CFM, quoting him here, these contracts offer lower upfront capital requirements and can be an affordable investment option for a broader range of retail customers. Now, the Nano Ether contract allows participants to manage the risk, trade on margin, or speculate on the price of Ethereum. The Nano Bitcoin contract allows users to bet on the future price 
a BTC. And in addition to providing regulated, leveraged, and cash-settled crypto futures, users will be provided access to a library of educational content via Coinbase Learn. U.S. residents with an active Coinbase account for spot trading are eligible to create an FCM futures account. How many of you even trade futures to begin with? Let me know. The services have been launched on the web version and will soon be available on all mobile devices. Coinbase's decision to launch crypto future services seemed natural as the exchange witnessed a sharp decline in spot trading volume this year compared to 2022. Now, an analysis from digital asset provider CC Data showed Coinbase registered roughly $76 billion worth of spot trading volume, a 52% drop in spot trading for quarter three of this year compared to the same period in 2022. So despite the decline in spot trading volume, Coinbase gained market share in the last quarter as the crypto exchange Binance came under increased scrutiny from regulators. So there you have it, fam. I'm curious. Let me know in the chat. Out of all the crypto exchanges out there, which one has your trust? Which exchange are you most likely to use? And shout out to Digital Dankness. He just released a video the other day on the top five crypto exchanges in the United States, and he even breaks down fee-wise which ones have the lowest fees. So I would encourage you all to check that out over on CoinIQ. It's a great, great video. Uh, personally, uh, Coinbase, we all know, is the largest crypto exchange in the United States. We know Binance is the largest crypto exchange in the world. Other big candidates to check into would be Gemini, which is owned by the Winklevoss twins. And then we also have Kraken, which is an OG uh, crypto exchange. And now there's a lot of other options and ways to buy and, you know, uh, acquire BTC and stack sats. You have the cash app. You can now do so on PayPal. I don't trust PayPal as far as I can throw them. You have Swan, but there's a lot of options now, which is cool. Nathan Roth points out strike. That's another great way to buy some BTC. Shout out to Jack Maulers. Yahim Stone says no futures. Amen to that. Futures will get you wrecked. Futures is for the DGENs or the very advanced traders that like to risk a lot and have a high risk tolerance. If you don't have a high risk tolerance and you don't like gambling, and you don't consider yourself a degen, I would just stick to the underlying asset. You know what I mean? Eddie says, Bitcoin is pumping you damn straight because we live. <laughs> That's what we do. You know what I mean? 34,800 incoming. Let's see if we can get the 35 Gs before um, the end of the show. That would be lit. I agree, Jack. I don't trust CZ either for some unknown reason. <laughs> Hodl and chill says Dutch hodler. You got that right. Melda, what it do? Exchange only is good for buying Bitcoin and moving it to cold storage or trading your altcoins for Bitcoin is another reason to use an exchange, right? JV, thank you so much for all your, your efforts. You're a great hero. Thank you, young Ryu. Again, Ryu was my favorite street fighter growing up. So much love, much respect. Hayuken! <laughs> Strike is for the OGs, only for the king, BTC. That's right, Nathan Roth. That's what's up. You are crazy. Thank you for the compliment. Is Kraken non-KYC? No, unfortunately, all the major centralized exchanges require KYC. It's just the reality. You got to check into some decentralized exchanges, DEXs. That's where you can get away with no KYC. You know what I mean? I'm back, people. What up? What up? Welcome back, Cherry Young. Appreciate you. Give me 37.2 right meow. Send it, fam. Let's go. All right, guys. Let's dive into our next story of the day. This is uh, breaking news coming out of PayPal. They just started offering uh, UK uh, investors 
or they just got their crypto license in the UK. So uh, investors in the UK will be able to get Bitcoin from PayPal soon. Global payments giant PayPal received the approval from the Financial Conduct Authority to offer crypto services in the United Kingdom. How many of you are in the UK or even in Europe? Let me know in that chat. According to the official data, PayPal has been registered to offer certain crypto asset activities in the UK since October 31st, 2023. That's as of yesterday, fam. So this is brand new. According to the register, PayPal has requirements or restrictions placed on the financial services activities that it can operate. Quoting them here, this includes, but is not limited to, seizing, onboarding new customers and restricting existing customers to hold and sell functionality. The firm cannot expand its current offering in crypto assets. The register notes, adding it's including, but not limited to crypto exchange services, participation in initial coin offerings we know as ICOs, staking peer-to-peer exchanges and decentralized finance activities such as lending and borrowing. PayPal reportedly became the fourth firm to receive the FCA's crypto registration in 2023 after Interactive Brokers, Bitstamp, and Kamanyu. The license acquisition comes shortly after PayPal briefly paused the ability for its UK customers to buy cryptos like Bitcoin in early October. That sucks. Right now, I guess you guys couldn't buy Bitcoin, but all that looks like it has changed. The United Kingdom has been noticeably emerging as a major crypto economy, and according to an October 2023 report by blockchain analytics firm Chainalysis, the UK is the biggest crypto country in terms of raw transaction volume in Central, Northern, and Western Europe. And according to the study by a crypto tax platform recap, London was the world's most crypto-ready city for business in February 2023. Wow, I didn't know that. So it seems London is very crypto-friendly, or at least moving that way. And another sign of that is this license that PayPal has received for the people in the UK. Next up, let's discuss this new Bitcoin ETF filing, which has just taken place coming from Invesco Galaxy, another major asset manager. Check it out. The ticker for Invesco and Galaxy Spot Bitcoin ETF is BTCO. It has appeared on the Depository Trust and Clearing Corporation website, which for short, we say the DTCC, marking a step forward in the application process for the two asset managers. As you can see here in your screen, this shows you the Invesco Galaxy Bitcoin listed on the DTCC site. The ETF has been added to the list uh, sometime in the last six days with the Web Archiver Wayback Machine showing no listing under the ticker BTCO was present on October 25th. That means it was in the last week. A ticker added to the list of ETF products on the DTCC site is not a guarantee of future approval of the product, so keep that in mind, but we all know it's incoming. A DTCC spokesperson said it is standard practice for the DTCC to add securities to the NSCC security eligibility file in prep for the launch of the new ETF to the market. Quitting them here, appearing on the list, it is not indicative of an outcome for any outstanding regulatory or other approval process. I guess they have to share their disclaimers, right? Anyways, the application for the joint spot Bitcoin ETF managed by global investment firm Invesco and crypto asset fund Galaxy Digital was reactivated on June 21st, as pointed out here by ETF analysts of Bloomberg, Eric Balchunas. And now Invesco had reactivated their 19B4 for their spot 
ETF. So the move to relodge the app with the SEC uh, came amid a tidal wave of similar filings for spot Bitcoin ETF products brought about by investment giant BlackRock, which we know is the largest asset manager in the world, lodging its landmark application for the spot Bitcoin ETF on June 15th. So there you have it, fam. Another one bites the dust. Hopefully it's like the domino effect. They all get the green light at the same time. But the million dollar question right now, when do we get the approval of the spot ETF? And will it be all of them getting the approval in the green light? Or will it be one and then another slowly after the other? And which one do you think will get the first mover's advantage? Uh, personally, here are the top prospects. We got BlackRock, largest asset manager in the world. They kind of run the world. So there's a good probability of not only is their ETF approved, but it, they may get the first mover's advantage. Another one that has that possibility is the GBTC product, which is Grayscale. Their parent company is Genesis because they recently won the lawsuit against the SEC. And I believe they're going to have to react and make a decision very soon. And so who knows? They may have the first mover's advantage. They're already holding the underlying asset because their trust currently holds over 600,000 BTC, making them the largest hodler of Bitcoin in the world. Another prospect for the first mover advantage is ARC21, which is uh, virtually um, Kathy Wood's company because she says she gets the response first. They have the due date. I believe it is January 10th, which is the deadline for the SEC. So, more than likely, one of them are going to get approved, and it could even be another one that I'm not even mentioning right now, or it could just be like, yo, they're all approved. And if that approval, wow, we're still pumping. We're about to hit 34.9. I should be doing a pump party right now. Uh, I'm excited if you can't tell, but we're about to break 35,000 during today's live. Let's freaking go. All right, now let's break down our featured story of the day and discuss the latest from Fidelity, one of the world's largest asset managers. They control four and a half trillion, and assets under management. They have a massive amount of investors, something of the sum like 80 million, something wild, right? Maybe even more than that. I got to look at the, the numbers here. Let me actually see here. It's actually, I'm sorry, 43 million investors currently trust in Fidelity. So this is a major player and their head of macro is predicting a $1 billion Bitcoin price target. Also, they just recently updated their Bitcoin ETF application as well. So let's break all this down. Welcome everyone in the live chat. Send that mofo above $35,000, shall we? And let's freaking go. All right, guys, here we go. Let's start right here. Fidelity revives their Bitcoin ETF. Let's break this baby down. ETFs, as we all know, are investment funds users can buy and sell on stock exchanges, similar to individual stocks, allowing traders to invest in a variety of assets, including stocks, bonds, and in this case, the king crypto, Bitcoin. ETFs are designed to follow the performance of a specific index, asset, or a commodity. Bitcoin is getting more popular, as we know, and traditional investors and asset managers are eager to introduce Bitcoin ETFs to the market. We can't wait. Bitcoin ETF would let the investors get involved with the famous crypto without actually owning it. This makes it easier for traditional investors to join the crypto game. Now, Fidelity, the highly respected name in finance, has made a big move by updating its app. Fidelity's recent ETF update pays special attention to reducing the risk associated with Bitcoin ETFs. The crypto market is known for the price swings, which we call volatility, and Fidelity understands the potential impact on investors. Addressing these risks is crucial to making a Bitcoin ETF work well and last long. Now, the crypto community has been 
awaiting eagerly for the Bitcoin ETF to become a reality for years, to say the least. It's been over a decade, fam. Even though the US SEC had rejected previous apps, the desire for an ETF tracking Bitcoin remains stronger than ever. A Bitcoin ETF offers a more stable and regulated way for the investors to join the crypto world. If you're not familiar with ETFs, they are like investment funds only. This is what the big wigs use to get their positions into Bitcoin. I must point out as well, clearly that uh, average day-to-day -day investors, we don't need ETFs. We can just go on any crypto exchange and buy the underlying asset. This is for the big guys. This is for the billion-dollar asset managers. This is for the trillion-dollar asset managers. This is for the companies worth hundreds of millions of dollars. The companies that are unable to invest into Bitcoin without the protection of a regulated exchange traded fund. That's what this is for. This is going to usher in the big money. That $700 trillion total addressable market, that's what the ETFs are for. This is how the trillions sitting on the sidelines enter Bitcoin. Right now, the Bitcoin market cap is only freaking north of $500 billion. That's less like roughly a half a trillion dollars. That's virtually nothing on the grand scheme of things. We're talking 700 trillion total addressable market, which Bitcoin is going to be tapping into. And my friends, that's why this is such a big freaking deal. Now, check this out. Uh, they recently, Fidelity, published research explaining why investors should buy Bitcoin. Here are 10 key points on why you should buy Bitcoin, according to Fidelity, the $4.5 trillion investment manager. First and foremost, Fidelity finds Bitcoin is the best money. That's correct. It's perfect money. Quitting them here, Bitcoin clearly possesses a lot of good qualities of money, combining the scarcity and durability of gold with the ease of use, storage, and transport portability of fiat. That's right. It basically outcompetes all the competitors. It's like gold, but clearly much, much, much better. Next up, they explain uh, the virtuous cycle of Bitcoin, quitting them here. This Bitcoin network competition is likely to result in a winner-take-all scenario as the network grows and becomes more valuable. Guess who is the winner that takes all? You guessed it, fam. Bitcoin. More users and hodlers equals higher demand, equals higher prices, equals more miners, equals higher security, makes it more attractive, and the circle of life of Bitcoin continues. Next up, they point out they compare Bitcoin to the wheel. Quoting them here in the report, the invention of the wheel represented an entirely new tech that once invented can never be reinvented. And similarly, never in human history had the problem of peer-to-peer -peer electronic cash been solved until BTC. That's right. Facts. Next up, Fidelity is amazed Bitcoin survived. Quoting them here, every minute, hour, day, and year the Bitcoin survives increases its chances of continuing into the future. People would probably underestimate all the negative events the Bitcoin has already endured. Preach. They also share. Uh, they provide hard numerical data showing how secure the Bitcoin network is compared to other coins, as they share here. In terms of sheer computational power required to alter the network's consensus, Bitcoin far exceeds any remaining proof-of-work competitors. That's right. And as the hash rate continues to go up, the network continues to adjust its difficulty approximately every two weeks and get stronger and stronger. And the more you attack the network, if you're silly enough to even attempt it, the stronger the network becomes. Next, Fidelity compares Bitcoin to the internet. That's right. The internet protocol suite known as TCP and IP is an open source based layer where apps on top of which to be built. Owning Bitcoin would be akin to being able to own the base layer of the internet. So if you want to own the freaking internet, 
just buy Bitcoin. It's even superior to the internet, in my opinion. Next up, Fidelity writes, Bitcoin continues to dominate the market cap of all competing cryptocurrency tokens. It's the king for a reason, and the Bitcoin market dominance is on the climb. You already know what time it is. Once we surpass 51%, it's an official 51% attack on the altcoin market. I'm anticipating the Bitcoin dominance to continue to climb. Let me know how high you feel. It could potentially climb for this cycle. They also point out and agree that Bitcoin is useful. It appears at this point that Bitcoin has found a role in the digital asset ecosystem as a scarce store value asset at the very least. Now, there's no competition because even Ethereum is no store value asset. They don't have a finite limited supply. In fact, if you look on CoinMarketCap, you'll see next to Infinity, <laughs> you'll see next to Ethereum, the Infinity sign, which means there is no max supply. So therefore, it cannot be used as a store of value, unlike Bitcoin. Now, they also share and conclude, Bitcoin should be considered first and separate from all the other digital assets that have followed it. I agree with that sentiment 100%. Let me know if you agree or disagree. And to read this entire research study, check the show notes below the video in the description. But now we got to get into the moment we have all been waiting for and discuss this billion dollar price target by Fidelity. Shout out to $0 G Row. I appreciate the super chat again. He says, welcome all. Smash that like fam. Thank you for the reminder. And yes, we're on the cusp of hitting 35,000. We're like $10 away right now. So send it and let's go and let's hit a new annual high. Let's get this mofo lit, shall we? But yeah, now let's break down this billion dollar price prediction from Fidelity and the year, FYI, by the year 2038. So if we're in 2023 right now, that's another 15 years. Could you imagine that? Let's break it down. Jerry and Timmer, director of Global Macro at Fidelity, put forth the notion Bitcoin has the potential to reach a value of $1 billion per coin in the next 15 years, specifically around the year 2038. And to support the forecast, Timmer employed a combination of models and charts with a particular focus to the stock-to-flow model and his own demand model. These analytical tools form the foundation of his primary prediction. Now, here you can see on your screen, this chart employs Metcalfe's law. This is uh, the demand model. And according to this, the number of its users grows linearly a network's value uh, grows geometrically. This means that the utility and adoption of Bitcoin are expected to grow more rapidly compared to its network of users, exchanges, ATMs, and participating retailers. Therefore, the model predicts that Bitcoin will reach $1 million by the year 2030. Now, this isn't so crazy. Stock to flow is also anticipating a price prediction uh, Basically, after the halving in 2024, somewhere between 100,000 and a million dollars per coin. So this is right in alignment with that target. It's also right in alignment with Kathy Wood's $1 million Bitcoin price target by the year 2030. So let's continue, shall we? So in contrast, Timmer's stock to flow supply model notes the event of significant price surges during each halving event. Consequently, when considering this model in conjunction with the other factors, it foresees a price range of $1 million to $10 million per Bitcoin by the year 2030. So again, the target I just shared of a million, they can see 10x that target by the year 2030. I hope they're right. Now, Timmer's demand model is more inclined towards reflecting the bottom of the Bitcoin price. And on the other hand, the stock to flow model seems to provide the 
a better approximation for the peak of the king coin. However, it's worth noting that the disparity between these two models widens significantly beyond the year 2030. The reason behind this gap is expected to be the changing value of the dollar. That's right. You got to take that into consideration. Now let's discuss how changes in the dollar could influence the Bitcoin price action. Timmer proposes the value of the dollar undergoes fluctuations over time when compared to other assets. For example, it was uh, if a dollar was invested in stocks in the 18th century, its present day value would be roughly $4 billion. Good Lord, hyperinflation. Similarly, Timmer implied that if 1 million bucks is invested today, it can grow to a billion dollars in just a span of 20 years. This further revealed that the purchasing power of the dollar significantly reduced due to factors like inflation and depreciation. Thus, Timmer's statement implies that keeping a fixed amount of dollars for many years may lead to reduced purchasing power due to the assets changing value. And over the last few years, an increasing number of companies are taking over that $1 trillion market cap. You know what I mean? It's actually quite interesting. And I actually want to discuss this really quick. As I shared in yesterday's episode, we talked about Max Kaiser being on Alex Jones's show. And Alex kept joking that Max, he's like, I know, Max, you have over a million Bitcoin. Now, if you just run the math, just for fun's sake, 1 million Bitcoin times a value of a million dollars a coin. Let's hypothetically say we're in the year 2030, Bitcoin hits a million bucks. Someone's going to become a trillionaire. Someone is going to become a trillionaire. Whoever owns a million Bitcoin besides Satoshi will become a trillionaire. Right now, allegedly trillionaires don't exist on the planet. I personally believe that the richest people on the planet we don't know about, they're not you know, in the public eye, they're moving in secrecy in the shadows, and there's probably families worth in excess of trillions of dollars. Easy peasy. But on paper, what do we got? We got Warren Buffett, we got Elon Musk, we got Jeff Bezos, and none of them are close to a trillion. But guess what? I think the first trillionaire will be a Bitcoiner. Let me know if you agree or disagree. And what are your feelings on a $1 billion Bitcoin price in which Fidelity is predicting by the year 2038 and the next 15 years? And hypothetically speaking, to all my Bitcoiners out there and all my hodlers, how would that change your freaking life? A $1 billion Bitcoin. Let me know, fam. And don't forget to check out CryptoNewsAlerts.net for the full premium experience with video and to participate in our live Q&A. And I look forward to seeing you on tomorrow's episode. Hodl.